Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hello and welcome to Elm Park Royals, sponsored by Blue Collar Street Food. Today we are going to be discussing Coventry City away match and I have been joined by Matt Joy. Matt, hey, how are you doing? Very well, thank you, mate. How are you? I am not too bad. Not too bad. Top of the league, seven points clear. Like, it's, could, nice. could life really be better, any better as a Reading fan? Precisely. Right no, it's, it's been a long time coming, it feels like, this this mood amongst Reading fans, but it's very, very welcome indeed. Yeah, social media's been going crazy for the past 24 hours with all sorts mm. of uh, all sorts of reaction to the last night's game. Um, obviously, 4-2 victory up at Blackburn and... The uh, the I guess the reaction afterwards was very very positive from from all sides. Yeah, um, I, and rightfully so. I think that yesterday's game was perhaps one that you were looking at, given Blackburn's free scoring nature, Reading grinding out a few results sort of in recent weeks. You thought this may be this may be potentially a, a game where it comes unstuck a little bit. But you know, full credit to Reading, they were absolutely fantastic. For long, long periods, and you know, I think it was probably for me the most impressive uh, display of the season so far. And yeah, it's just the, the the train keeps on rolling on, and long may it continue. Yeah, definitely, long may it continue for sure. Um, I agree. It probably was the most impressive running performance of the season so far. Obviously, we've beaten Watford and we've beaten Cardiff, but I think that was the one where people were a little bit concerned. Um, and the, the the game yesterday obviously got off to a very, very quick start with those two goals in the first two and a half minutes and Reading scoring three in the first 18 minutes. After the Rotherham and Wicking games um, being, you know, slow burners, I think that's probably putting it kindly. It was mm. good to see Reading come out on that, uh, come out on the front foot and um, Panovic kind of alluded to that after the game. Yeah, yeah. He, he said that, you know, perhaps that the... the uh... The aim for the side was to, to to take the game onto you know to take the game to Blackburn in the early stages, and I think that if there has been a criticism of Reading in recent weeks, which you know have been far few and far between, uh, the last two home games perhaps being a bit too caution, cautious in the opening half, letting uh, sides sort of dig in a little bit, and and credit to uh, Rotherham especially and to Wickham, I thought they, you know rose to the occasion in the last two home games, but Panovic did say that, you know, that that's something they've been working on. They wanted to get off to a much better start. And, uh, you know, it, you can't get much better than, than Yakimete's early goal, but even with the setback, you know, the, 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 uh, the intention of the side was, was still there. It was still obvious. It really wanted to, to press on in the first half and perhaps su- surprise Blackburn a bit and, and did it so effectively. And, you know, some really, really great goals. More to the yeah. point, I think you could make an argument for all four of those being 
really, really good goals. I mean, Elise's and, and Lawrence, what a finish from Josh Lawrence and, and brilliant composure from Michael Elise for his finish. You, to show the alertness in the opening goal that Lucas Shav did with that little back heel, you know, to be that ready, that that concentrated, that focused so early on was was fantastic. And Mate obviously gambling was in the right position. And then Lucas Jao's showed a cool, cool head to uh, to get the fourth goal. So I think all of the goals were impressive. And yeah, I really, really couldn't praise the team high enough. I, I did the player ratings and it was, you know, high, high scores across the board. Yeah, there was not, not a single player last night which which felt like there was uh, an average performance from them yesterday. And it feels like uh, every game... Reading are improving in terms of their performance currently. I know we conceded two yesterday, but it was to a much stronger opponent going forwards. Um, and it feels like we're at the point now, if we just kind of keep going with what we're doing, we should carry on this kind of run of form. Maybe not carry on winning every game, but it does feel like this group has something kind of special about it. And the spirit yeah. in the team is is there. Yeah, Paranovic labelled the side as unique after the game. The team spirit and, and the togetherness is, is a unique experience for him. He said, you know, that dressing room is, is a special place to be in right now. And you can see it. Um, yeah, you, you did mention the two goals conceded. I thought both those were really, really good goals. OK, first, the first goal, perhaps a little bit, a little bit disappointing to let that cross get in, but a fantastic finish. Second goal, brilliant header. Sometimes you just have to say, yeah, fair enough. That's a, that's a great goal. But, you know, after both goals, Reading were focused. They didn't let their heads drop. Uh and yeah, the, the the team is really looking like they're they're building something here. Uh, obviously, very early doors, you know, and you don't want to get too ahead of yourselves, but you, you can't not. Enjoy no, you've got to, Matt. You've got to let yourself go. Yeah, you can't not enjoy it at this point. Yourself, I mean, right? seven on. points clear. Yeah, no, gonna, I, I hundred hundred and seven points, and we're going to win the league. So. Oh, well, obviously, on a foregone conclusion. Yeah. Precisely, precisely. <laughs> obviously, on Friday we've got Coventry coming up, um, and we're travelling up to Birmingham to play the game up on um, Sky Sports. Yesterday, we obviously had the team news with uh, Ajari not being involved yesterday. Do you, do you think there's going to be any chance that he's going to be involved for Friday or is is the kind of little chance he's going to be involved for Friday maybe we see him come back next week against uh, either Preston or Stoke? I think if I had to put money on it right now, I'd say probably more likely not to feature from the start. I think he said that, uh, Panovic said that he was feeling a bit of muscle fatigue uh, on the weekend, erred on the side of caution yesterday, uh, a decision that was ultimately vindicated. And with obviously such a, a hectic schedule, the, which Reading are in the midst of, at the moment, you know, the injuries, they seem to be suffered before this hectic schedule with players like John Swift and Andy Yardom. At the moment, things are going quite well. So I, I think Paunovic may err on the side of caution. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me to see that. I think, you know, Semedo especially was a real standout performer. So I would be very confident if he was given the nod uh, in that sort of attacking midfield position. Thought he looked really, really great uh, last night. And at least so, coming, coming in yesterday as well, had an excellent performance. Obviously, yeah, well, not not only the goal, but obviously his all-round game yesterday was fantastic. It was probably one of the best best Michael Elise performances I've seen. Yeah, I, I would I would completely agree. I mean, I did touch upon the goal, the, the composure he showed, but his intelligence on the ball as well as his close control. You know, we, we all know that he can get out of a tight spot, but he does seem to have a, a knack of always being a step ahead. Well, not always, but more often than not being a step ahead of the, the defenders. You know, he, he sort of, he expects certain challenges to come in and he'll manoeuvre 
in his body in such a way that he'll get out of those tight spaces. So, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people outside of Reading are starting to stand up and take notice of Michael Elise, which I don't know what you want, but at the same time, utterly deserved. He is going to be a very, very special player. And he's going to go for many millions of pounds at some point, I'm sure. Oh, don't say that. Maybe not just yet, (laughs) but... uh, yeah, he's he yeah. he is he is a very special player, Michael Elise. Completely um, agree. Yesterday we also had uh, maybe a slight injury worry with with Yakumate going down during the game um, after his goal. Some uh, I can't actually remember when he, when he went down. I think it was sometime late in the first half, early in the second half, perhaps. Mm. Um, and he he went down. Is is there any injury concern there for Yakumate, or do you think we'll we'll have him in the squad on Friday? I think again, more probably more likely to get a starting berth than Azaria. Perhaps Plaunovic may be more likely to just think, right, you know, again, we've got a lot of games coming up. Mate, he's in good good form at the moment. You want to keep that going. You don't want to start him, take that risk, and then maybe lose him for a longer period. So I, I think he should be fit and he should be fit to play a part. But I think as we've seen with Plaunovic, he won't take too many risks with, you know, players on form throughout his squad not just throughout his starting 11 and I guess it's the opportunities there for George Puskas to come in if if Mete isn't fit or maybe even Shorty Aluko if if uh, Panovic doesn't want to go second striker yeah exactly and and I I would be reasonably confident with with either of those sort of additions I think on paper Coventry looks like a a slightly more easy game than, than Blackburn by all means football is played on grass not paper but you don't want to take as 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 Reading fans are becoming well aware of with yes. uh, <laughs> with with XG being a very hot topic amongst yes. Reading fans currently. Yeah, yeah, but you, you, I think I, I wouldn't blame Panovic again if he, if he erred on the side of caution. I think it would probably be a sensible move if he feels that Mate isn't fully fit. But there, there is every chance that he will feature on on Friday. I think that would be that would definitely be good given that Mate is on is it four goals now for the season I think Mate and, and Zhao is on five league goals as well mm, yeah and, and um, yeah. both started on both started this season on fire and um, so it would be it would be definitely be good to have have Mate involved on Friday yeah um, and I, I must be said I, I haven't chatted on the pod since it but that goal on uh, Saturday against Rotherham that of all the goals that I've seen since the lockdown uh, as you know since we've been in lockdown and fans haven't been allowed into the into the grounds that's the one goal I wish we had fans in for because it, it, the, the replays don't truly do it justice to just how good of a finish that was it was a spectacular the, finish yeah the technique for that was just fantastic wasn't it mm, um, yeah. bringing the ball bringing the ball down on his chest before setting himself up was and the, yeah, something else you don't see that every week you don't and the fact that at that point Reading were 1-0 up and he had the confidence to do that which shows what Paunovic is instilling into his side you know players are willing to take quite a big, well, not a risk, but, you know, he, he was willing to, to take that on. It wasn't as if the game was dead and buried at that point. And my word, it paid dividends. It was an absolutely fantastic finish. Well, I will not complain if Mate gets another one on Friday night uh, not whatsoever. Not and, um, moving on to Friday night, Matt, we're obviously playing on Sky. Reading, typically, not that good on Sky. Yeah, Reading but... We don't have a very good record on Sky. We don't, but I think all of the previous expectations that you would have about Reading given sort of previous seasons, i.e. looking at home bankers, so to speak, you'd think that would be the games that Reading have struggled with. Past all those tests with flying colours so far, so 
maybe the Sky Hoodoo is the, the next one's a break. Uh, I think, uh, yeah, as I said, on, on paper, you would feel that Reading have a good chance. Um, Coventry, I believe, have lost their last two without scoring. So confidence probably is a polar opposite at the moment. Knowing football, though, this could be the one where it's very, very tough to predict, especially in this league. But yeah, I think if there's a game that you feel that they might break that Sky Sports curse, it would be Friday. I have gone for a 1-0, Matt, this Friday. I think it will be a little bit tougher than perhaps people are expecting. Coventry do do play a five five at the back system, and I think they're going to be quite content to sit back and, and get a point against us, potentially, uh, being that we're league leaders. Uh, got the, Give me your score prediction for Friday night. I think uh, I take your points on board. I think just based on the, the goals, you know, seven goals in, in the last two games, perhaps that sort of grinding out results may have turned a little bit. I, I'm going to go with the 2-0 win. 2-0. That would that would be brilliant. Another clean sheet and another three points, keeping us top of the table by at least seven points would be would be fantastic. I bet you didn't think you'd be saying that at the start of the season. I did not, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, so thank you, Matt, for joining us. And Pleasure. next up, we have got Tom joining us from the Sky Blues Extra podcast discussing Coventry. So we're joined now by Tom from Sky Blues Extra. Tom, how are you doing? I'm not too bad, thank you. Yeah, I'm uh, happy to be back in the championship, but uh, finding life pretty tough so far as a Coventry fan. Yeah, how about yourself? Not too bad. I mean, we've had a little bit of a better start to the season than Coventry. Uh, so, can't really complain currently, can't really yeah. complain. And obviously, this Friday, we've got our game on Sky Sports. Um, first time Reading have been on Sky Sports this season. Uh, I don't know when Coventry were last on Sky Sports, presumably sometime back end of last year. It's, we've actually we've actually been on twice already this season, believe it or not. They seem Sky Sports seem to like having us on. I don't know why. So yeah, we uh we play QPR uh when we which was our only win of the season and we also our defeat to Bournemouth was also on Sky, so third time for us, funny enough. Yeah. Ho- hopefully not third time lucky. <laughs> <laughs> um so Coventry currently sit in twenty first place, eight games in. Uh, you're on five points at the minute. Uh, how how would you say your start's been? Do you think this is currently what Coventry fans were expecting? Uh, were you expecting it to be a bit easier, or has this kind of been where you're where you're expecting to land? Yeah, it's it's interesting. I, I think when when we first kind of got promoted, that was confirmed. I think we all were like, okay, it's going to be really tough in the championship. Obviously, the landscape has changed enormously in like the eight years we've been out of the division. Um, and you've got teams with obviously spending a lot of money. So we knew it was going to be really hard. Um, with with the signings we made, we, we made our signings quite early. I think it, it, it sort of uh, raised the expectations a bit. Everyone got a little bit excited, a few exciting signings, and we started to think about, could we actually do a bit better than what we thought? Um, there were even a few pundits saying, could Coventry be the surprise package? Could we finish in the top half? And I think as Coventry fans, we sometimes get a bit carried away. So we started to think that things could be maybe better than we thought. Um, but then obviously the fixtures came out and, you know, we had we had, we had a pretty tough first sort of few games. Um, you know, we've had to play teams like Bristol City. Um, we've had to play uh, Bournemouth. Uh, we've played Middlesbrough away. So some really tough games in there. Um, Swansea as well. So I think 
if we're being realistic, I don't think we expected to have a really, you know, flying start and and pick up loads of points. So probably about where where we expected to be, I, I would have said, yeah. Yeah, your, your start's not been not been easy. Just the, mm. the fixtures you played, yeah. <laughs> played played a number of those teams who who finished strong last season, and I guess also have been good at the start of this season. Like you said, Bristol, Bournemouth, Brentford. Um, all, Blackburn all tough, really, Blackburn teams. were really good at the weekend as well. They're a really good side. Yeah, Blackburn very, very good going forwards yesterday against us. Um, not quite so good at the back, but yeah. Um, so one, one thing that I, I've noticed just having a look at the Coventry results so far is uh, perhaps there's a, a little bit of a lack of goals going forwards. Is it been a case of clinical edge not being there, or do you think it's a lack of chance creation, or what, what, what can we expect to see from Coventry this weekend? Oh, yeah. I think I think um, primarily it's this lack of chance creation. I mean, we we do, we do our live videos after each game, and the stats have been quite damning the last couple of games. In that, you know, we've only created maybe three or four opportunities, which just isn't enough to to score enough goals. Um, and then even with those chances we're creating, we're not being clinical enough. Um, one thing we've been talking about is is sort of how isolated Matty Godden's been at, at, at the top of the field. He obviously is our top goal scorer last season, and we played him. Um, as a lone striker last season but you know at this level you just don't get the same sort of amount of space that you do in League One um, so he, he works really hard and he's actually really good at holding the ball up but there's just sort of nothing there when he when he sort of holds the ball up he what he's really good at is sort of laying it off to someone and then making a run um, you know playing off the shoulder but um, that's been that's been difficult for us so far um, so, but I think one thing that possibly could change things for Friday is that Tyler Walker is available again for us. Um, we signed him in the summer. He was one of our, our biggest signings and he, he possibly will play as part of a two up front, um, which I think will slightly change the dynamic. It'll probably give Godden a bit of support at the top of the top of the pitch. Um, so ho- hopefully for us anyway, that'll, that'll make a difference. Um, yeah, just just was having a little look at how uh, Godden did last season. Fourteen goals in twenty six league games, mm. decent record um, last season. And uh, yeah, I mean he's already scored three this season, so it does seem like he's he knows where the back of the net is. And it's it's I would imagine it's going to be one which more and Morrison are going to be all over, um, especially if he's playing if you if you play one up front. If you do go back to two up front and, and Tyler Walker comes in. It will probably be a slightly different game in the sense of I don't really think Reading have played any teams yet with with two main strikers. Yeah. Um, from memory, um, a lot of your it looks to me as if you've been playing five at the back as well, two wing back system. Is that like a Mark Robbins esque or Mark Robbins style, or is that something that you've kind of adapted for the championship, knowing that you'll get I guess less of the ball. Yeah, no, it's something we've been doing for a little while, actually. Um, I think it was probably probably about a year ago, actually, that we switched to that system. Um, we started the League One season with four four two. It wasn't really working for us um, playing with sort of wingers further forward. So I think it was something like halfway through um, a game against Fleetwood when we were 1-0 down, we switched to the five at the back um, and we didn't look back from then. We played that all season. We're kind of blessed with having really good wing backs at, uh, in the squad. Um 
actually Fankety Dabo, who plays at right wing back, he's just coming back from injury as well. So he'll be another one for you guys to watch out for on Friday. He's a, he's a really good player um, and he, he should be back in at right wing back, which actually allows McCallum, who's been playing there, to play back on his preferred position on the left. Um, he's he's We've actually sold him to Norwich, strangely, and then we've loaned him back for a whole season. Um, so we've got the money in the bank, but got his services, which is great. So yeah, we do play with the wing backs. We play out from the back quite a lot. Um, but it's a system that, that we've actually had integrated for a while. And actually, having watched us last night against Middlesbrough, I'd say at the back, we actually have pretty good shape. We, you know, our three centre-halves are very are very good. Defensively, we, although we've conceded a few goals this season, we actually do have a pretty good shape at the back. It's, it's going forward that is our, our problem at the moment. Yeah, as you, as you mentioned, last night's game, 2-0 loss against Middlesbrough and uh, we were just speaking before we started and you, you did mention that it was one of those games where it could have gone, gone either way and mm. commentary, commentary kind of lost it late on with two goals for two goals for Borough in the last 10 minutes and um, it, just just taking a look back at the results this season so far it appears that a lot of your games have been like first half at least relatively tight and relatively close Mm. Uh, there's not really been any team which has run away from you in the first half but do you think it's a case of uh, maybe not fatigue but perhaps uh, fitter athletes in yeah. playing in the championship and, and the players just quite aren't, aren't quite up to that championship speed yet yeah exactly that I think yeah possibly fitness I think there's one factor that possibly coming into it with the fact that we had a little bit of time off as well I know obviously the championship teams played on um, and finished the season and then didn't have a big break. Um, obviously, we've, you know, a lot of our players hadn't played a competitive game since March, which is kind of crazy, really. So I think there's that going up a level, the sort of sharpness of the championship I've definitely noticed, especially Bournemouth, who we played. They beat us 3 1. They were very, very quick, very sharp. They didn't, you know, it was almost like they didn't have to think when they're playing a pass. We, we sometimes seem like we're really overthinking things and takes a little bit longer to make those quick decisions. Um, the level of pressing as well in the championship is just is just crazy from what I've seen. It's you know you don't get you don't get a second to breathe. Yeah. So I think yeah, it's it's just getting up to those levels. I think is taking us a little bit of time. Um, you know, bearing in mind our squad is is built really with League One players with a lot of potential. You know, we don't have um, you know because of the finances of the club, we we you know we aren't able to go out and sign those five ten million pound players or older players that demand a lot of wages. Um, we have to pick up players like Callum O'Hare on, you know, on, he was on loan from us from Villa and he's, um, we've signed him now permanently, but we have to take players like that who've done pretty well in League One and hope that they can make the step up. But it's just taking a little bit of time for us to, to, to reach the level. Obviously, um, the game uh, Friday night is, is not actually taking place in Coventry. Mm. It's uh, taking place at St. Andrews. Uh, that's been going on for what the best part of eighteen months now. Um, is there any indication as to Coventry going back to Coventry anytime soon, or do you think this issue with Sizu is just going to run and run and run? Yeah, it's it's an ongoing issue. I mean, it's been going on for for years, really, um, since we sort of exiled to Northampton um, over the sort of rent row that went on then. Um, yeah, it's it's one of those where it, it feels like it's got to a point where it's just so poisonous on both sides. Um, that they just won't they won't do anything and one side blames the other um, there's a lot of um, they put a lot of uh, press releases out blaming the other side and, and the fans don't really know who to believe you know we don't know whether our owners are the ones that are hiding things or whether wasps are hiding things from us 
So it's just a complete and utter stalemate now. Um, there's talk of a new stadium being built um, on the Warwick Uni campus. Um, we've we've had many times over the last few years when we've been promised kind of a new stadium and it hasn't happened. So um, my concern is that you know if if there was a new stadium to be built, it's probably going to take best part of five years. Um, you know, you, playing outside of your city for five years, I think, is is very damaging. Um, you know, it's it's not easy for people to get St Andrews. Um, it's okay to do it for a year or two, but any longer, I think you will start seeing the effect, especially, you know, with things like COVID that's happened and the effect that that's had on football. So, you know, we do need to get back to the Rico, but it's it's a very tricky situation. Yeah, that, that makes sense, definitely. And, and losing the connection with the fans in the city, what with not being able to go to games as it is, is, is difficult enough. But then once you add in the fact that you're not actually playing in your home city, it's uh, it makes it even tougher, especially, yeah. especially during a time when realistically it's a successful period for Coventry. You're back on the up. and Yeah, yeah exactly. That's, 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 that's tough to take, certainly. Um, so just looking, looking forward for the rest of the season, uh, quick question about the rest of the championship. If I was to ask you three teams to go up and three teams to go down currently, where would your, where would your head be at? That's a good question. Um, I think from what I've seen so far, um, I think Bournemouth, Bournemouth should go up. I think Watford will go up and I think Norwich will go up. But they, they're probably the three sides who got relegated as well, aren't they? I don't like that answer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I just think, three, I just think, sides, yeah. I just think, three relegated sides who have kind of kept their teams together and are very, very strong. I can see them. I can see them coming out on top. But having said that, like the playoffs is is a bit of a, a lottery, isn't it? So you could be a very strong side who finish in the playoffs, and you could you could fluff it very easily. So you know, but I think those three look pretty strong to me. And what about the other end of the table? Yeah, so it's, it's it's a tough one, isn't it? I mean, you'd say you'd probably say Wickham are going to really struggle, aren't they? I know they got a point last night, but they're, they're, they are struggling though to, to adapt. So. They're really struggling, and and I think you know, I mean, we we did the double over them last season. I think, um, well, I say the double. We we beat them in the we had one game left to play, which didn't happen, but we beat them in the um, the away game comfortably. Um, I think we we could have predicted that they they weren't even that strong in the in League One, to be honest. I mean. The, the style of football they play and things like that and the finances they have. So I think they're probably favourites to go down. Sheffield Wednesday have started really well. They could possibly pull themselves out of it. Um, I'd I'd probably, I won't, won't obviously predict Coventry to go down. So I'd probably go with um, Wickham. I'd probably go with Wickham, Rotherham and Barnsley would be my three. Just uh, just keeping yourself safe there on the, yeah. on, the, on the right side of the line. 21st will do. 21st, 21st will do, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then just one last question for you, for you Tom, uh, before, we, before we sign off, is just uh, what, what score prediction have you got for Friday night's game? Yeah, I, I don't think there's many confident score predictions going around with the Coventry fans at the moment. Obviously, you guys are, are flying. Um, I don't like to predict a loss, but I'm, I'll probably go. I'll go for a two-nil defeat, which you know is is just uh, the reality of the game. I think that we've got on Friday with you guys. I think I'm going to go for one-nil. I think it will be a little bit tighter with you, but with you guys playing five at the back, I think we might struggle a little bit more. Um, we play. We're, we're generally playing one up front, and it might be a little bit more of a struggle for us to to, to break that down, but. 
I think we'll get there, and our defence has been very strong. So I'm hoping for a clean sheet and a one one nil win. But now I've said that, I've probably probably <laughs> we've probably jinxed it between us. So cheers, Tom, for joining us on uh, today's preview show. No worries, Alex. Good to be on. Cheers. And we'll speak to you all after the game against Coventry on Friday night. Cheers, everyone.